welcome to another episode of the Movie Quest podcast. If this is the first time that you're listening to the Movie Quest podcast, we are a podcast where three friends usually watch a film and talk about it, and then we read it against the other films that we've watched this season. So currently, the theme of the movies that we're watching is Escape. So last week, we watched Escape from Pretoria, and this week, we watched Green Room. My name is Aaron Whitcroft, and as always, I am here with my co-hosts, Gianni. Yo. Hello. Hello. Anthony. Hello. Hello. How are you boys? Are you boys all right? Yeah, I'm fine. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I'm fantastic. Nothing Sorry. Fun. There's been, listeners, there's been some drama. We can't talk about it, but there's been some drama. Um I can talk about it. Some bloody idiot kids chucking stuff at my house, <laughs> so I had to go out and yeah. chase them off, but they they weren't there. They ran off or whatever. So They did. So yeah, these guys have had to wait on, on me for a while while I get, go sort that out. But you know what? It's all right. Because yeah. we would wait for you, so don't worry. Oh, thank you. Who throws rocks so, at a house anyway? <laughs> I mean, like, who, apparently these who kids does do, that? Who does do that? They're trying to get my attention. Listen, if any of you listeners, oh, listeners you, if us. you know, if you know, of, if you know of these kids, right, you can actually, you can email us at podcast at the movie com to tell us yeah. if, you know, yeah. if you've seen these children throw rocks or you can follow us on Instagram at the movie quest. And, you know, together as a community, we can catch these little, you know, so-and-sos throwing rocks at people's eyes. Just don't understand the damage that they've done. Speaking of damage. Um, anyone seen any 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 um any movies or any programs? <laughs> oh, segues are just like legendary, terrible. Uh, <laughs> Johnny, do you want to go? Yes, I mean I watched a film about a damaged man, directed by Robert Zemeckis, famous for Forrest Gump, Back to the Future, and Contact. Does anyone know what it could be? Oh, uh, no. Is it? Oh, is it Beautiful Mind? Is that is that one of his? No? Uh, no, no. It is. It stars Tom Hanks. You say uh, uh, away. Castaway. No, Castaway. Castaway. Yes, that's what yeah. I watched on oh. bank over the bank holiday weekend, which I've dated this podcast now. I watched over the weekend. Um, yeah, so I'm sure everyone's seen Castaway. I think I've seen it about three or four times, but it's still okay as a as a general <laughs> okay <laughs> oh, film. Is this it? Just is it still okay? Yeah. Just, just check. Just checking on it, Donny. Yeah, just making sure. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. You often the, do that. Well, like you often go back to films and think, "Well, this is okay." The first time I watched it, maybe it's still okay. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, like you know, sometimes you know, like if you're feeling unwell or something, and you just you want yeah. you want to eat something that you know is just not going to cause yeah, you yeah, any fuss absolutely. or bother. Like familiar. Yeah, something familiar like. Um, I don't know what what's my familiar food, like a beef sandwich. You can't really go wrong with a beef sandwich. Wait, right, wait, that is. I mean, how many? How how often do you have beef sandwiches? Uh, I'm not a fan, sorry. Yeah, oh, like, you haven't seen me. Wait. Like, I, I, oh, what kind of beef sandwich you make, Johnny? You yeah, lots of stuff on there. I don't, I don't know, man. Okay, I, you okay, know okay. what I'm like. So beef is that's a that's like upper. That's like not you know it's high tier. Okay, beef, so it's like pep, pep, peppered beef slices, Ooh. and oh, yeah. Yeah, this yeah, probably yeah. sounds disgusting, but it tastes phenomenal. Okay, avocado and mustard. Oh no! 
And what? Avocado and mustard. Mustard. And then okay. And then uh, tomato. And then if you like mix that up into like some weird guacamole type, it makes this odd yellow guacamole that looks like baby poo, but it tastes fantastic. Really good. And put it on your beef sandwich. You're really selling it, me on this. On this. Is this? Uh, is this like a Johnny? Is this Chef Johnny, Johnny speaking? Or yeah. Did you, did you find this uh, recipe online? This isn't a recipe. This is just. This. These are the things that I have, and this is what I'm going to do with them. And it just tastes. Jaybird's uh, beef bun. Well, I can. We and you and I can confirm that actually Johnny is a pretty good cook. So yeah, yeah, I do miss that. that's one of the problems of COVID days is that we don't get to yeah taste any of Johnny's nice food that he makes us. So you know, I will. I will say with Johnny, I bet that sandwich is pretty big. Johnny, Johnny's portion size is does have it. Yes, flipping <laughs> just piles on yeah. the food. A, I mean, there was like a, I don't remember like how long ago it was. But it was a point where like when you were making sandwiches, <laughs> but you would have like. A slice of bread, then like a sandwich, and a slice of bread in the middle, and then another bit of sandwich. You'd have like a sort of three tier, mm. like, you know, like a club. Yeah, and you did that. You did that for a while. And you used to pack it full of like salad. Yeah, yeah. I do like I do like large portions, and I think I they will be my. Be, they, I think they will be my long term downfall um, if I don't <laughs> kind of um, sort it out in the next uh, year or two. But I'm sort of thinking, should I just like keep keep going like this for the time being? But hey ho. But onto a, a much slender man, Tom. Ha- I was gonna say, so Castaway's still okay. Yeah, right? still, still, still. <laughs> Is it because fine. you, when you're watching this film, you're just thinking about food the whole time because he's like starving and he's like, oh, I could do it with a beef sandwich right now. Um, yeah. Well, I was kind of like, well, he eats, he eats a lot of crab and he eats coconuts. I'm just like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that tastes like quite fresh right now. But yeah, it's still fine. It's, I kind of wanted to watch Indiana Jones, but still fine. Yeah, I I felt like I felt like Castaway was what I wanted to watch. So I mean, if you've not seen it, it's basically this guy. He works for FedEx, and just before he goes on this plane to his next sort of destination to sort out some FedEx stuff, he says to his girlfriend, "I've got a present for you, and it's in the shape of a box that looks like it could have a wedding ring." He flies off. The plane crashes and he ends up on this island and is trapped there and no one's coming to to help and he basically just has to like live on this island for and survive and like make food or find food and find water and stuff. But the thing I like about it is just kinda of similar to Blue Ruin, which we talked about a few uh, weeks ago is it's like just i can see i can see how you, you got the comparison to say yeah solitary it's just like an it's just like the like the guy who just doesn't have any clue of what he's yeah, doing so much murder he's just like there's loads of murdering in castaway as well <laughs> yeah. he's got that javelin he was spiking fish with yeah exactly. dropping bodies so yeah i mean it's still good films pretty long it's like two out two and a half hours which do you know not to not to segue, but like, has Tom Hanks ever been in a, like an action film where he's like shooting loads of guns? He was in Cloud Atlas. I'm sure he was doing something in that. I guess if Tom Hanks was ever going to be in like a sort of shooty actiony film, it would be the weird timelined one that has like lots of different endings. Or yeah, whatever. I can't think of anything, but I almost think like he's almost too good to play that sort of like yeah, yeah, out of yeah, character yeah. role. Like he's sort of just like. Uh, I feel like that's something you do when you sort of run out of ideas and you want to just sort of phone it in a bit. Saving Private Ryan? 
it wasn't even, oh, yes, it, it, yeah, even yeah. it wasn't even like the military it wasn't even like, like a big military guy and that was it in terms of like no. he was more like the he was a teacher wasn't he originally and that and he's like that was sort of his like yeah his, sort of the vibe of his character was like a bit of a, a you know look up look up to him and sort of a bit of a, of a sort of a, a not a father figure or maybe a father figure to some of the some of the guys but more of like a leader versus an actual like soldier but yeah i guess that's probably closest to him I think I'd like to see him. You know, like um, some you see some of these like bigger actors. You usually play like the nice guys or the good guys. I think I'd actually like to see him as a villain, like a good villain, like you know, like a, a scary think, one. Was he was he a villain in the circle? I haven't watched that, but I, I feel like he might be a villain in that. I mean, that film was does not, not look no, good. Like, yeah, I haven't seen it doesn't it. look doesn't look. Mm. It looks so uninteresting. I don't. I wouldn't want to. Like, I could imagine him. You know, like Robin Williams did twenty four hour photo. Oh yeah, yeah. I feel yeah, like yeah. Tom Hanks could do that kind of like role of just like a really straight kind of like. I don't know if he would be able to do guy. that though, because because like most films he's in, he plays himself, which is like mm. a great thing because he's like a really good version. He's a really good, you know, he's in a, he seems like a really nice, lovely fella. But like most of the films he's in, you sort of like, oh, it's Tom Hanks. I sort of like he's a good actor, but like he sort of like you know, I, I wonder if he could do even play that sort of type of role hmm. sure i'm sure he can i'm sure he's a very talented guy i'm sure he can yeah he's a very talented guy um and what have you been watching so this week uh mel was like right i've watched enough of your films recently mate and i've watched Love enough it. of well done mel these movie quest films and johnny's Great. films and she put a foot down so i apologize uh, about the green room she was like i want to watch little women with you and I was, uh, and I was f- pretty happy to do that because yeah, it's been on, it's been on the list of, you know, it's been on that sort of radar so of like, oh, really that, that's the film it. I want to watch. She got it a few months ago. I can't remember it was six months ago or so. And it, uh, she was ill, and her mum brought brought it around to watch with her. And I saw bits of it then. I remember like quite thinking, oh, this is, this looks pretty good. I want to watch this. So yeah, we sat down and watched it on uh, the other night. And so just to give her a bit of just an idea what it is. So this is a uh, an updated version. Of like they've done it three, oh sorry, two other times before, and it's based on a book by uh, Louisa May Alcott. Um, it, I think, I, I think it was came out quite well. It's a long, a long old book. Uh, came out years ago. It's one of those books that's sort of a classic for a lot of young women growing up. I think. Um, yeah. So, so it's directed by, written and directed by Greta Gerwig. The only thing I think she's done recently, uh, well, I think the first, sorry, a first film she did was Lady Bird, I believe. Yeah. Um, Great cracking film. And by the she's way. now lined up to do a Barbie film, which is interesting. I was looking at it before. Um, I was looking at Greta Gerwig. Apparently, the the style of films that she's known for is something called Mumblecore. Yeah, which, I don't really get. I don't know. I don't know. Is, it didn't seem like that in this film particularly. But what was what's that? What it, apparently, it is characterized by naturalistic, naturalistic acting and dialogue, sometimes improvised, low budget film production, and an emphasis on dialogue and uh, focus on personal relationships between uh, people in their twenties and thirties. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, that's Lady Bird, <laughs> so. So yeah, so the so it stars uh, Cersei Ronan as Joe, Emma Watson as Meg, Florence Pugh as Amy, Elisa Scanlon as Beth, Laura Dern as the mother, Mammy, and then Meryl Streep plays the, the aunt. Um, and there's a few other get other 
sort of actors in there that you recognize but they don't get revealed until later on and it's sort of like a bit of a Ooh, okay that's interesting that they're in this in this film um so it's basically a coming of age story it's primarily it's like based around these four girls and like sort of them growing up uh, and they're really sort of like teenage years and sort of early 20s and it's during the sort of american civil war so their dad is out at war uh, and they're all at, at home it seems like from what you can gather they look like they may be like a, a family that used to have quite a bit of money and then now they're sort of scraping by and trying to make ends meet um so like they don't have like they'll go like they'll get invited to like the sort of upper class balls and stuff but they'll go and, they'll, and they've only got the one dress whereas the other girls have all got like multiple dresses and they'll change or whatever so there's that sort of like uh, thing going on but then also in comparison to other people who are much poor much poorer you know that you, you see that there's a bit of a stark contrast between like the really really poor people and uh, and these guys um so yeah like it takes place over the course of quite a few years and it's told in an interesting way where i guess like it's been t- this film and story has been told so many times before that they try to mix it up a bit so it's told in a way where it's like a non-linear storytelling way so like you'll have it starts off maybe like halfway through the story and then it goes back to the start and then goes forward to the towards the end and just it jumps back and forth and sort of gives you different parts of the story and as it sort of unravels and you sort of have to use like sort of visual cues and sort of the status of what what the characters are up to or where they are where they're located to try and figure out you know what's going on uh, or the hairstyle might change whatever and you can sort of anchor that point as okay this is where they are in the story um, but it's not it's not done in a way it's like very clear i know a lot of people had issues with that when it first came out it been a bit confusing so they don't like say you know this date and then this you know it does the the scene or whatever and then a few scenes later it's like oh this date or whatever it, it, it really moves around without really giving you too much notice i will say it's really charming and like lovely and sort of heartwarming like it really like you get to lo- love all the family members you want to spend time with them like the, the dynamics between them are really nice and like fun and like it's not it's not at all like boring or dull or whatever it really goes the dialogue's really funny um really well written for me the, the two sort of stand-up performances are uh, Saoirse Ronan and uh Florence Pugh like the way that they both portray they're both both characters they, it's interesting like the, the sisters and they're like constantly seem like they're competing for different people's attention or like to try and be the better you know like one's a one writes you know short stories and stories and one is like a painter and they're both constantly trying to like sort of figure out their place in in the world and they're using their, themselves as sort of like a, a a point of like you know oh uh it's always about this person they're they're, they're, they're always the, the clever one or whatever I, I want to to sort of excel more than than those guys uh, than her but yeah like i don't want to tell too much more about it because i don't want to spoil the story but it's just like really nice to go to. Like you want to kind of, and you want to be part of the world. Like it's so, it's so lovely. What other films would you say are similar to it? Interesting. Um, it, like the music and sort of obviously the, the the timing stuff is very like it reminded me a little bit of David Copperfield, like especially with the music. Although the music is better in David Copperfield, I think. But it's it's really good. Um, it doesn't feel really feel like a any sort of period drama sort of feel like it. It, it's way more like, like those are usually quite stuffy and this is this is isn't that i'm trying to think um what would i what would i like in this too 
Little Women. Well, yeah, Little Women. I can't, I can't think, to be honest. I know there's like Anna Green Gables, is that's the other one that's like a lot of, you know, girls like, like, well, my wife likes and my wife's one of my wife's friends and stuff, but really like that story. But it's quite different to that. I would say almost like a Gilmore Girls in some parts, like the relationship they have between the the, 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 the sister, well, it's the daughter and the mum and that, but, and you want to be a part of that world. But obviously it's set in this time period. Maybe some parts of Downton, I guess. And I don't know, it's hard. I, I don't have a lot of reference to this sort of film, really. So not too sure. Um, it's the family dynamic, though, that really sells it, I think. Mm-hmm. Obviously there's a really strong, uh, strong sort of narrative throughput of, of um the the sort of the women trying to find their way in a world that's dominated by men there's just the first scene is her trying to sell her story to this book publisher and him just saying like you know get rid of like, ha- half the story and make sure that the girl gets married at the end and like and then like he sort of like writes off and they play with that as well in the film like cuz the idea is that well it's not really a spoiler is that the main character writes a story called Little Women in the film. And it's like about mm-hmm. their family and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's... Actually, you know what I would say it's like? It's a little bit like, you know... Um, it's going to sound weird. You know About Time, the family dynamic in that? Mm. Where you've got this beautiful, like, sort of picturesque, you know, uh, family home, and they have this, this beautiful, like, really nice family dynamic between each other and stuff. Sort of reminded me of that in some points. Like You're, you're losing me. You're losing uh, well, me. You had me for a while. Now you're losing yeah, whatever, me. whatever. It's Does really it make you, what you what kind of um what kind of food were you thinking about making whilst watching this film? Bread, like really nice, heartwarming, like just freshly baked bread that you can. Oh make. yeah, with a bit of butter on it. Ooh, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. you've you've won me back. Okay, yeah. we're now we're in. Now we're yeah. in. All so right, all right. Milk all roll right. or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, look great, yeah. great. I, um, that's, I that's really cool. recommend it. It's it's not at all stuffy or boring or whatever. And I say as I say like. The, the two lead actresses are amazing it Emma Watson's good as well but I mean for me it's all about Florence Pugh and um, and uh, Sasha Ronan I mean I've only ever heard good things about it um, most of the people I know that have watched it which is I think, like a lot of people that I know um, said it's really good and, and I really like Lady Bird so I, I think I think I'm, I'm nailed on to watch this at some point um, I just I don't know for whatever reason it just like completely it just left my brain don't don't, don't. Don't forget about it. It's really good, honestly. Like, yeah, well, it's, it's yeah, it's a great film. So it's really nice because like you guys have watched some like really nice films. Um, I I watched a, a film about zombies. So, well, what did you watch? Um, so I noticed the other day, like maybe a week or two ago, that the sequel—it's not a sequel, but it's like a in the universe of um, Train to Busan presents the Peninsula. Mm-hmm. So it's like that was a bunch of words that didn't. Train, do you know I've, I've heard of right. Train to Busan. Okay. Have you heard of Train to Busan? No. It's, it's, I think it's one of the best zombie films, period. Oh, is this a Korean like, film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's top. So basically, like, it's all set in a train. These people are trapped. I, I mean, I, I really did want to, once you chose Escape, this is the film that I wanted to, to, to choose, but I'd already thrown my good film choice earlier in the season so and i was really hoping that one of you guys would just be like oh should we watch train to busan oh but because um, that would have been up there and so this anyway, is a sequel you watch the sequel to this film it's not really a sequel because the directors come out and said so it's like basically it's set four years after train to busan the whole of sort of south korea has been taken over by this zombie infection the rest of the world is sort of still safe because north korea like boarded it up or whatever and stopped the zombies from coming through 
and essentially a lot of the residents who escapes escape to Hong Kong. So this like drug guy or gang guy basically convinces these four um, Koreans to basically go back to Busan and basically pick up some money that he left there. So these guys like sort of bribe their way into the country again and go by sea and then go in and try and get this money back. And when they go back, they find that people are still alive and still living in, in um, you know, this zombie-filled country, I guess. And it just follows the story of how they get the money and fight. You know, the classic sort of, yeah. you can't trust humans in a zombie-filled mm. world and obviously you can't trust zombies yeah. because zombies like, The biggest you know, monsters are the humans after all. <laughs> uh yeah exactly um the film is full of really bad english accents and really not great cgi and i kind of like you always is that the same for the first one as well or is it, is it no the first one's first one like is really clever with how it plays with its characters it's really clever how it like has the set pieces for the zombies it's like snakes in a plane almost but like on it on it <laughs> On a train with zombies. Zom- zombies on a. Oh, so I mean, I was going to reference zombies on a, on a plane that we watched that time. Is this is this is this the, the, a good version of that? What we trains? Yeah, yeah, and like a lot of the characters are really likable, whereas like the characters in this, like you don't really get a lot of time to sort of, or at least they don't delve into them as much. It's just more like silly tropes and riding around and like cars and I don't know. Yeah, I don't really want to spoil it, like because I think I think maybe people might want to watch it, but. If you're just after some sort of like like a really trashy sort of easy watch zombie film, this is exactly you know what I'm you'd just, want. I'm just watch. I'm just was just going looking through the IMDb page, IMDb page, and I saw a user review, and the title of it was "Too Fast, Too Zombie 2. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. Like it is exactly yeah. that. That's probably that's a really good good description of it because there's loads of like. Like one of the characters in it is just super good at driving and she's just like wrecking all these zombies and doing all these like spins and going down all these little main roads and just like it's, some, it's basically like Dominic Toretto but yeah. is it fun? Uh, or is it quite mm, dark? no it's fun it's yes. fun it plays I mean it tries to be dark but it's it's stupid like there's a point where they have you know like you've got Rat King where like loads of rats are together um that thing of like where there's just where all the tails get stuck together and there's just like loads of rats just running around in like yeah. a, a a like a hubble or whatever ba- basically there's like a zombie king where all these zombies have got stuck together and they like hobble <laughs> around and they eat people the last um, of us too i think is, is yeah would you recommend just watching the original if you haven't watched either i would say like yeah if just watch train to busan you could probably avoid train to busan presents peninsula because apparently he's doing a second one as a follow-up to, and I think it's like directly after Train to Busan, so I'm I'm much more excited about that. I'm quite interested in watching all of the Resident Evil films. Do you know there's six? There's a lot. From what I remember, I think I've watched three of them, and the only one worth watching was the first one. But I think they're potentially remaking. They're starting again. Aren't they? uh, it's like a return to Raccoon City, which is a revamp. I don't know if it's CGI or if it's live I action. Think, I thought I heard they were going to do a a film based around one and two like together in, in one film or whatever. But That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean the main thing I'm I mean talking about video game films. Uh, obviously, the big one coming up is Mortal Kombat, which looks class. Like. I'm not usually that bothered about these sort of films that are over the top and like a bit silly or whatever, but 
this the, the trailer for this got me really excited I'm, I'm i'm sort of like eager to get back in the cinema so i can watch this when it comes out uh, i mean they might have just showed all the best bits in the trailer but who knows yeah that's pretty fun do you know what i'm like really you know, i'm really eager about like really eager the color green i really like the color green and we're in a room but we're not in a room, but each of us are in a room individually. And do you know what film we watched, guys? We watched Green Room, and that's what we're going to talk about. So smooth, so smooth. Oh, yeah, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Jeremy. Is it Sulnir? Sonier. Salnir? Jeremy Sonier. Son- Sonier. Sonier. So, yeah. Jeremy Sonier's Green Room. So we've already had a Jeremy. Um, Jet, we're gonna yeah. call him Jezza. This is, this is Jezza's, Jezza's uh, film. his season, this isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. Is is the Jezza season? Um, this came out two years after uh, Blue Ruin. Um, I was surprised was about that. I was definitely surprised. I thought that that would have been before Blue Ruin, just because of the just Blue Ruin seems. I mean, I guess it's more of an indie film, I suppose, in in terms of like low budget, but it, it felt a bit more of a um, paced of a more. Yeah, tastefully well, well, done yeah. Film, but I guess we can well, talk let's let's talk about Green Room and then we'll we'll compare the two at the end because and then it'll probably lead us on to like, you know, where it ranks. Um but it stars uh Anton Yelchin, Joe Cole, Alia Shawkat, I think that's the girl from um Arrested Development, Colin Turner, David W. Thompson. Um but most importantly, it stars our Chancellor Ant. Sir Patrick Stuart. Sir Sir pa- Paddy Stew. Um Captain Picard, yeah. obviously. Captain yeah. Captain Picard is in this film and he is wearing a green uniform. Also a swatch sticker. Yes. But not really. So Patrick Stewart is a neo Nazi in this film. Which is. is just yeah. like, you know, you just wouldn't have thought it, but uh but he is. Yeah. So basically the film's by um this is a punk band gets this gig um, in this random place, sort of down south. Uh, turns out that the gig is a neo-Nazi bar. It's like, you know, not great. They're not, they're not, they're not, they're like the against that sort of thing. Anyway, um, one of the members goes back to pick up their phone after they play their set and sees that someone's been murdered in the room that they were, they were using. The um, green room. The green, they were, yes, they were in the green room, so it's like usually where the bands sort of chill out in the back. Um, and it, what happens is that the Nazis are like, you know what? Let's not ring the police on the person that murdered this girl. Let's just murder the band that saw us do the murder. Yeah. Hmm. Which is, you know, the a weird way of of dealing with well, that. Well, obviously um, it was the, they did the murder, so why would they want they don't want it to well, get it out. Well, it wasn't but it wasn't it was the lead singer of the headlining band. So you no, know, you could pin I it on it, them. No, I think it was so No, this, it was. So okay, we can talk about this I guess, right? The story like first of all, I was going to say I like this film. It's a good film. But the story wasn't super clear a lot of the time and no, it, and no, it was no, a lot I of like it. trying to figure they kept on referencing certain characters that I was like who's that I don't understand yeah yeah and yeah like, absolutely it wasn't like a, you know in blue Ruby we talked about how how they intentionally like kept things hidden from the from the viewer so that it was like it was like a little puzzle piece to try and p- figure it out and put it together but it was so slowly and intentionally told that it was yeah, kind yeah. of interesting and fun to 
try and figure it out and how it worked. This film, yeah. I guess, it doesn't really care that much about the story in terms of like... Yeah, it's a bit weak, mm-hmm. in it? And it, like, like later on, it drops the fact that actually the reason they're, they're doing the murders to the, the kids that are good people is because they actually have a heroin... Like yeah, there's like a, well, thing. well they, they they don't want the police to come do they because they don't want to discover this 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 drug den that, underneath. Yeah, so, not the fact that they're Nazis, but just well, the I mean, other it's not thing. illegal to be a Nazi, I don't think, but in America, but I mean, it's it's um it's more the the the, the killing and the and the drugs and stuff. Mm. Do you know? Do you know? What I think like this gang, right? It's like a classic. It's like a gang in GTA. This is what this is. You know when you do like a storyline and you get in with like you're doing some sort of like drug run and you find out actually the drug run is for the neo-Nazi gangs that take yeah. over like the certain desert section of the map or whatever. It's just Breaking Bad as well, uh, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, I suppose yeah. yeah. But it fits well, yeah. I think, with the um, it fits well with the sort of the the the, the punk rock band sort of feel of it. It makes sense to have these two warring factions like i was watching an interview with the director and he was saying he was trying to go for like a he wanted to find uh what the story he wanted to tell was like civilians versus soldiers so he saw yeah, the yeah, neo-nazis yeah. like we've got all the you know the boots and that sort of the uniforms and the skinheads and all that they're the you know they're the 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 the, the, the soldiers and then you've got the civilians who are like not used to violence and they have to figure a way out and fight fight on their own way in their own, t- their own terms. So it's in, it's it's interesting that you say that because a number of years ago I watched a documentary on on skinheads, um, particularly in Britain, and and these skinheads were talking about how like the problem is that they want to be skinheads, they want to listen to like punk rock, they want to wear like Burberry and wear their like um their uh, the Doc Martens and stuff, and they said the problem they've got is like it comes with a lot of connotations to do with like neo Nazism and people often like mistake them for that when actually they're far from it they're very left politically they're yeah, very yeah. left well that's why it works well with this because you get that crossover i guess in this mm. well they, yeah. they did the, the, the dead the drop the drop dead kennedy's cover at the start of the set where they're like f the nazis yeah, f yeah. the nazis and it's like you know it, it has that clear divide and i think they do they marriage that sort of relationship quite well together because yeah. they they do the f the nazis sort of song and then they go into their set list don't they and like everyone sort of gets into it, and it's weird that the two sort of parties sort of unify over this weird yeah. like music and stuff. And um, I think the director explores it pretty well. So, so Johnny's been quite quiet, and I'm wondering if that was that's because he doesn't like this film or something, and he's waiting to get his dig in at some point. But uh... no, I think like the movie as a whole has like lots of great elements and um the the story is it's fairly simple but yeah it is. there's quite a lot of characters and i was sort of looking at all the names of them on the imdb before i was like apart from uh patrick stewart who plays darcy and mac uh, mac on blair who we've seen in blue ruin like a lot of the other characters blended into to one another i found yeah i, f- I think they did that issue didn't they where there's just too much too many different faces and that's because everyone is a punk like everyone's dressed fair like in a fairly similarish way like all the people you can tell the people from in the band apart from the nazis but the people within the band like they were all fairly similar to me all kind of like canon <laughs> canon fodder in in one way and the same with uh, the nazi kind of grunts in a way um you know fairly similar apart from the really tall guy who uh they had in the room who they kind of like justin yeah 
Um, so I didn't feel like I knew one character more than another character. I think the yeah, I think it's one of those films where like he's got like a, quite a few different main characters, and then over the course of the film, you sort of start realizing it's, they seem to be focusing on on one or two of the characters, mm. but then they do some interesting things where they like they sort of pull the rug out from underneath you or the person you think is going to be the main character turns out not to be yeah you know what I mean? yeah yeah like they they do that like you know when they like there's a point where they make one of the skinheads a good guy and then they're like literally like three scenes later they bin him off by him getting shot in the face by yeah, a shotgun yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, um, the, I, was, I was watching it this was a late night one i was watching it and uh my whole body was like Ooh, i just sort of like yeah. wasn't expecting it i was just i was like just Proper like jumped out my out my seat with it. The violence is you pretty know, extreme in this film. I think. Yeah, oh, I yeah. feel like it's... he's he's ramped it up, and he from. Yeah, kind of like I I do feel like slightly slightly desensitized to to violence like this in films in some way, but it kind of felt a bit like a Tarantino s type violence. Like I think the the worst bit for me was when um. Uh, the guy in the room was passing the gun out to the Nazis and then he had his arm oh, out right. and then he pulled it back and like they'd all been like hacking away at it with stuff yeah. and he pulled it back and it was all, like falling to pieces. Just like, yeah, oh. like <laughs> I guess there was, there was a, a, there's a fine line there, isn't there, going too far. I think he managed to mostly stay on the... It was, it was shocking to get the reaction out of it and it was like to show you what sort of... Like I think at that point it just... I think it just reinforces like what turmoil they're in. Like they're in this really horrible situation, mm. and it's like it's not going to end well. Like Patrick Stewart, Darcy, the the, the main bad guy, he set, sort of keeps saying that this isn't going to end well for 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 you. Um, and I think you're right. I think a lot of the time though, they they, they sort of they sort of hinted at the violence, but they didn't necessarily because it was so dark in there. They didn't necessarily show it so gratuitously. That's the word. So like in your face. Apart from the couple of shots in the green room, which were really gr- gruesome. Yeah, wait, she opens that guy's belly up. was grim. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was just unexpected because I mean, it was so f- yeah. flippant in the way that she did it. Yeah, it was just yeah. like, oh, 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 oh. Do you know, to, to, to tell you that one of the things I did really enjoy about the film was that kind of like um, claustrophobic feeling it gave you as they were locked in the room. And then, then it would sort of open up a bit, but they were still really just locked in the building. And then like whenever they got out of the building, someone would die. And so they would be forced yeah. back into the green room again. And I think that's just one thing that that director does very, very well. He's, he's very good at like getting you to feel... It's like the tension, isn't it? Yeah, the but, tension. Yeah. And it feels very realistic. And he gets the actors to act... The way that they're acting out yeah. the, the situation feels really, really natural. I do, I do love a good film where they're like there's a bunch of there's like there's a bunch of issues and problems and you can try and you try they're all like they're looking for the solutions and it's you're thinking as as a viewer you're trying to think well go through the ceiling or go down through the floor or mm. you're trying to like and you're watching them sort of figure out all these different and again I didn't yeah I didn't think it felt quite realistic to me like how, how it might happen I was thinking straight away oh they're gonna burn down the they're gonna burn down the uh, yeah, the, the, building. The, the building, which I think that's what they were looking like they might be doing it towards the end. I wasn't quite sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, they always... burned down the hit the heroin though, did they? Except uh, like money. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um. So, what was I going to say? Yeah, there was on that. It did. I don't know if it reminded you of any other films. Uh, it reminded me of two. It reminded me quite a bit of Dog Soldiers. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. no no. So it's like a ho- horror film with werewolves, but like they have to, they basically ha- it's like these soldiers are on like a training mission and the, the werewolves come and get them, um, and they have to basically uh, hold up in this like sort of shack sort of cottage and they have to sort of there's like it's very similar to, like in terms of like you know they're trying to figure out a way out or whatever and they've got to like they're trying to figure out like, the odds against them sort of thing. I also just. Don't, loved the aesthetic of this film mm. and like the vibe and the feel of it like it it felt very different to a, you don't really ever see many films in this world set in this sort of universe with like the punk rock and the music and the sort of like even at the start of the film where they're sort of setting up the band and you see the dynamics between them and, and they're like ciphering off fuel and stuff you don't ever really see that sort of vibe i guess to me i, I mean know. like uh, this is because it's good because it leads me on to something i want to talk about um they nailed the band thing you know when the guy the promoter goes yeah the venue like the venue like failed or whatever so we're gonna get you to play in this place and it's some sort of like diner or something that's what it looks like and like no you know when they finish the song and like no one claps i was like oh i've i johnny and i have been there we like we know exactly how that that is exactly what happens and everyone's sort of like yeah (laughs) everyone's like Oh, that was interesting. Why are you playing in this weird venue? Like, why are you here on a Saturday afternoon doing this or a Sunday afternoon or whatever? And I think, um, I think the the band dynamic. I think they really, they. I I don't know. For me, it it it, it really worked. It is one of those like you, sometimes like Johnny and I have played. What I mean, there was a show that we played that John set yeah, up. Yeah, where he set where we set off to the show and he said drive towards Lincolnshire. It was like yeah. mean Lincoln. No, it was like no the county. Drive towards Lincolnshire. We're getting details like en route. And then we ended up going to this village called Market Raisin. Market Raisin. And we played yeah. in a empty charity shop pretty much. Yeah. To like the person who set the gig up Ooh. with a PA that didn't exist yeah. and a photographer um, and like it was an absolute mess yeah. uh, and I think that night I was supposed to be flying out to Northern Ireland to ask um, my wife's dad if I could could marry his daughter and I was like mega stressed because like it was just getting pushed back and pushed back you know that is the life of like a rock band mm. That is it. Like, you, you know, you'll play these shows as well. Like, there's been times where, like, we've been put on bills because we have brass in the band where they would set us up with, like, brass bands and we'd be playing these shows. Like, yeah. we're, like we were, like, heavy like scar bands. bands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're like, why are we on this bill? Like, why are people... Have they not gone on our MySpace? Or, not MySpace. <laughs> uh, gone on our, um, our like, uh, band camp and listened to us. But, you know, and also, like, I think as well, like, it nailed that that um obviously it's also like that friendship but there's a right at the end there's that decision right where um anton's character he he can make a choice where he gets to go and be free or he gets to look and see what's going on with his bandmates and I, I, like heather and i were just chatting about it last night and she was saying you know he went to sort of like save them and i was like no i think he already knew that they were dead i think it was one of those for me anyway it was like you know if my bandmates go down, I'm going to go down with them. You know, that's from, that's how it felt to me. It felt yeah. like there was that sort of like well, that it, bond it that you like, build. Yeah. It seemed like he was sort of going to see if, if he was anyone alive or he wanted to almost, well, he didn't want to get revenge. Did he? he just wanted to, no, 
he just wanted to go and I guess investigate that was where I was sort of like there's a few decisions that the characters made and I was sort of a bit confused about I was like wouldn't you just go get the police or I, I don't know like, see yeah. no but it wasn't it wasn't confusing to me I mean I'm, again I'm, I, this is an unrealistic situation yeah. but like there is this thing that like I don't know I can't it's hard to describe I mean I'm sure and you have that you have it with your design teams but when you're creative with a group of people, right? You're creative with a group of people day in and day out and like you you have this like this weird bond between you and it is like you know, I would yeah. go to the ends of the earth for you although if, if that's what it meant. Parts although some of the band members didn't seem like that. Like one of the, the one guy who jumped out the window just run up to try and run away or sort of thing, he and ended up getting stabbed up or whatever. It didn't seem like he was he was just like, I don't care. I'm gonna go and just want to leg it. Didn't he? Like he, I don't know, whatever. Uh, I actually, well, I thought it was that was another one where they like sort of subverted expectations a little bit. With he, I thought he was gonna be the because he, he sort of build him up as being the muscle guy with the muscles. You can look yeah, after yeah. himself and fight. And he goes out and literally just gets like taken out straight away. Um, yeah. What do we do? We talk about Patrick Stewart in this. We haven't really talked on, talked about him at all. Darcy. Yeah. So. Yeah. I was worried going into this that, like, I, ha- I mean, Patrick Stewart, I've seen him do quite a few different things, mm. but usually he's he sort of sticks in his sort of in his lane in terms of what he sort of stuff he does, and he has a you know, and I was a bit like, oh, is he gonna come? Is it gonna be weird seeing him in here? Is he gonna do some sort of accent or whatever? And at first I was like, oh, he's not doing an accent; he's just sort of being himself, like just doing his normal sort of stuff he does. I just thought it was a. I was like, oh, is that an, is that a problem? Is it gonna? Is it odd that they got this random British guy in in like, in with the Nazi skinheads or whatever? But then I really sort of as it went on, I, I sort of just thought it doesn't. It's sort of less distracting that he's not trying to do some sort of weird accent. Mm-hmm. Like he's just trying to do. He's just. He's just. He's just this guy, and he's more. He seems to more care about being this. Quite. He's trying to be palatable. Trying to be like. He's trying to lure them into this sort of sense of security where he actually just gonna like mm. you know he's just cut throat i think he's a, like he's a businessman at the end of the day and he just wants to make his like drug operation like work and run smoothly and this is just a small hiccup and he just wants to get it over and done with and like he seems pretty experienced with death and like this is just one of those things that he needs to sort out so he knows who to call he knows what to do but it doesn't go how he planned um yeah it's it's odd to see him not play the overly dramatic kind of shakespearean version of yeah he's very cold yeah it's very cold um i found this really interesting website called um cinemorg and basically it tells you how many times a actor or actress has died in a film any guesses on patrick stewart Okay. Mm. He's um I'm gonna say never died. Never died. I can't think of when he's died. Just in just nah. just in film. Does he die does does he die? I wonder if he dies in um I can't think if he dies in Wolverine. He might do actually, yeah. I'm gonna say the one time maybe. One time. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, like thirty, thirty times. Twelve times. Dies twelve times in films. Which I think's I mean, is um, what's the space number one? He plays Sean Bean. Uh, yeah, Sean Bean number uh, one. It, he, he dies in every. I don't every think film there's TV program. Uh, I don't think there's a uh, yeah, a rating of how many deaths an actor has died. 
I mean, yeah, because he would be number one, but wouldn't he? It's um, it's quite interesting because it's got like all the like the 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 exact details of uh, like <laughs> which film and how how they died. So, like, yeah, so like Patrick Stewart in in say Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, he crumbles into dust after his immortality is lifted. Oh, interesting. Wait, he's in. He's in. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, wasn't it? I mean, that's mostly is what I was like. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, exactly. But maybe it's the uh, the new the new ones. Two thousand and seven animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay, okay. okay. So I've got something. So it's two thousand and twenty-two. The movie Quest is on a tour of all the local pubs doing a podcast. Oh no! Please. And we get fit on a bill with some neo Nazis. And then we see someone do a murder. And then we see getting locked into the green room. We see, okay. Right? Right. We get what do we do? What do we do? In this situation. What, what character, yeah, what character are you in this film? Who am I? I'm probably the guy, you know, right at the start where he, like, they're trying to fight Justin, the big guy, the big, like, bouncer guy. And he yeah. sort of, like, tries to bite him or something and he just sort of gets <laughs> chucked away. And he's like, because oh. for the start of the film, he's like the sort of, He's the guy who's a bit mouthy, and he's the one who's like the big, the big balls or whatever, and he ends up just getting chucked into the corner. And he's like, oh, um, I don't know who else? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I'm. I think I think I'm Sam. I think I'm Sam. You know the one uh, the girl who like sp- like sprays the dude <laughs> with the. <laughs> don't let me. Don't make me. Yeah. Don't make me <laughs> yeah. shoot you. Yeah. Yeah. Don't the fire extinguisher. I'm. I'm either Sam or uh, like I'm. I'm definitely not one of the people that survives. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely not Anton. Definitely not. Yeah. Like, I'm either the guy with the taped um, up arm or the guy who has the the big guy in the arm lock, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I figured yeah. that that's 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 you there, isn't it? That's you. Great. Can you imagine just us us doing our podcast live? Uh, to yeah. That would go. How that would that oh, would go down? That would go down great. Wouldn't it? <laughs> imagine. So uh, last week we really watched. <laughs> I know, um, and, and then all like. Well, I, I actually thought Mulan was all right. I thought that was a good yeah, film. Yeah, I thought it was great. Any questions from the audience? <laughs> it's just odd to think that on a podcast tour, we'd accidentally go into a neo-Nazi pub. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we've never done... The, so, we, Johnny, you and I have done the band things. We It's taken us to some weird and wonderful places. Also not wonderful. You know, the podcast scene could be just yeah. as bad. Yeah. Or it's just bad. as good. Um... Yeah, I don't think we'll ever be doing this live. Nope. I mean, I would be up for it, though. Nope. It'd be pretty funny. Nope. Um, yeah, it's just us and then, like, our parents all in the room listening. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the the only thing, other thing I want to talk about is uh, the differences, I guess. Well, we've already sort of spoke about it, but the difference between this and Blue Ruin. I think Blue Ruin, for me, the story was much more the focal point of the film. Yeah. Whereas the, the setup in this film... This is yeah point. the vibe and the world and sort of the mm, yeah. the idea of the of the band members stuck in the green room fighting the way out that 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 sort of hook is more sellable I think as a, as a story idea, um, I think yeah in terms of like I imagine this must have done better at box office as well I would have thought it's got a big name in there Patrick Stewart, um and and Anton was he, he, yeah he, he was, was big actor, yeah he was yeah he was yeah, I mean I guess we should, yeah so yeah I mean. I I think I was thinking about this today. Like, what? Do we, which ones do I prefer? Which ones? I think Blue Ruin is a better film. I think 
as like a yeah, whole. Yeah. I think it's a better mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's better. It's like in terms of like it has less issues or whatever. Um, it's ship. Yeah, the ship is, is better. Yeah. It's like I wouldn't say it's a perfect film, but it's like it, it's simpler it's and it's. I feel like it's sort of slightly easier to digest just in the way that of the co- yeah, the course of the film. It's you kind of you can kind of see how it's going to play out as the film goes on whereas this one kind of like just like the punk mentality is a bit kind of it's yeah chaotic. chaotic and a bit all over the place and like the shots and stuff aren't um as well, clean considered. and as yeah. uh crisp as maybe they are in in blue but i think that's just the style of um of the film yeah. um yeah, I, the art, the art, there are there is similarities and stuff though with the, with the violence yeah. and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, th- I think, yeah, I think this is to me this feels more like a, um, he, this is an easier sell to like a bigger, like a bigger, like, yeah. a, like a bigger co- company or publisher or whatever. Or uh, like, I, I think, but the only problem is, is that is, I can't imagine this like the violence in this is so off putting to people. I, it's like it's got that horror film aesthetic as well in, within it but it's so over the top with the violence that I don't think this could ever eat as well I don't think this could ever like be a big blockbuster hit in terms of it's not going to play at a bunch of cinemas and stuff because it's just it's too gory I think yeah. so I wonder if his next one will be some sort of like more mainstream version of one of these or if it will do something completely different I know. Well, I think he's, he's he did like Hold the Dark, which is a similar sort of eerie, scary film, and he did a couple of episodes of True Detective, and then the next one I think he's doing is called Rebel Ridge, Rebel Ridge, and it he says it's like a thriller, like an action thriller. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you did, if you tell me that these exist in the same universe, I I believe it. Yeah, yeah. I would believe it. It's funny like, that Macon Blair. We didn't talk talk about too much about him, but he. Right over, right away from the start of the film. I mean, maybe it's because I've I've watched Blue Ruin and he was like the main character in that, and you sort of grow to like him in that. But in this, he's got like sort sort of almost like a a sort of warmer feel to him than any of the characters on that sort of yeah, you know, yeah. Nazis. Mm. And um, I really like him as a screen presence. I think he's really good. He's great. He's I could, great. I could definitely. I'm I'm curious what he else he's been. He in. just looks uh, like a regular. Movie guy doesn't like a lot of actors and actresses look kind of just odd in a way like yeah. non-relatable whereas he just looks like someone you would be mates with just yeah you know bit tubby around the edges he's not like perfectly trimmed he just looks like regular sort of guy who you'd who you'd mm. know he's um i think as well like he 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 feel like his character especially when things like gone crazy he f- he feels and looks like he's well out of his depth. Yeah, yeah. And then the good thing is the cause I, I felt that the whole way through, and then at the end when he sort of gets captured, and he goes, "Yeah, I just want to be put, like, put in prison. Yeah. Like this is not what I want." And I was like, "Oh, good, you portrayed that very well, and you said so many few lines, you know." I know I can, we've probably talked about this too much this film. We probably need to wrap up soon. But what did you think about um, the blonde girl? I can't remember what her name was in this. Who's friends with the girl who gets murdered? Because I grew to really like her as a character. Obviously, she's one of the surviving, surviving. Uh, characters. Is it Amber? Um, I- Imogen, Imogen Potts. Is Amber the girl that gets killed or not? I can't remember. No, she doesn't get killed. Yeah, she's is the it, one yeah, that survives. Amber, then yeah, her. I really liked her. I also, um, 
I absolutely adored the last line of the film. The, end, the way they ended it was perfect. Oh, it was really good, wasn't oh, it? Oh, it, it was, was just really, like, really I was so happy when they did that. Because obviously they, 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 they set up the idea of the characters, that are, you know, they're trying to pick their desert desert uh, band, that they, you know, Desert Island Band, mm. the, the only band they could ever listen to again, I guess. And uh, and Anton Yeltsin, the, uh, I can't remember what his character's name is, he like at the start he's like he's unsure and he and he and they keep on talking about it throughout the film. It's just thing they're building up and you can never pick one. And he's like, oh, I wonder who it is, and sort of like keeping the, the sort of the, the viewers sort of uh, interested in that. And then right at the end he's like, oh, I know who it is now. And she's just like, tell someone who gives a crap. <laughs> well, says something else, but yeah. And it's just like it's such a perfect way to end the film. I just loved it because um, it could have easily been like I feel like it could have easily been some sort of romantic get together at the end or something like that easily yeah yeah if it was like yeah, yeah. more of a hollywood style or even like a, if, if, if this was made like 20 years ago i feel like they would have got together um and it just it didn't make any sense really you think about it no, and no. it was just yeah i just love that it had that punk sort of vibe throughout the whole thing and it and it really just bookended it so perfectly yeah where's this gonna go in in the ratings then right do we have the list so far, I'll go for it. I'll, yeah, so this is the current list, starting with the bottom one. So it's pitch black as uh, as the the bottom. Then mm-hmm. it's prisoner. Then it's prisoner. Nope. Escape, escape from Pretoria. Then it's escape from Pretoria. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Then it's escape from Pretoria. Then it's blue ruin. Yeah. And then moonlight. Then, then moonlight. moonlight. So, yeah. I would say this for me goes in a. I would say above Escape from Pretoria and below Blue Ruin for me. Yeah, I would. I would agree with yeah. you on that. Same. Right. I, easy. I, easy peasy. I, I do. I do. I just say again. I'm just so happy that Johnny chose Blue Ruin again because I keep thinking about that film and I'm like that was that was not and it was nice to watch this film because I was like oh I, yeah like I really do like Blue Ruin because this is quite it's good but Blue Ruin is much much better yeah I feel like Blue Ruin's like Alien and then like Green Room's like Aliens so I was just like I really liked Aliens game over man no, I love game I love over. I like Aliens as well very good but yeah it just has a different vibe so obviously that's our opinion on it, so it goes fourth in our in this season. Sorry, third in this season. Um, but what's the internet have to say? <laughs> Who's giving it a one star review? Yeah, one star reviews. Favorite time of the, I, time of the podcast. I think I've got. I think I've got the best one. So, um, do you guys want to go first? Yeah, I, I, I am going to argue that I think, okay, I think you can, it is you the can, best. You can be the you can be the headliner, right? So, right. I've got a few. We'll try a few out. See if any of them get any giggles or if you like any of them. Right, so first one, um, let's go with easily the worst film I've seen in the last five years. A second grader could write a better film. A second grader? If I, right, I'm telling you now, if a second grader <laughs> came out and gave me this script, I would be like... Got some problems. Yeah, <laughs> need, to talk to, need to talk to a counsellor. You know, you know, it's great that you don't like Nazis, <laughs> but the murdering... I don't know. I don't know. Mr. Second Grader. 
Uh, okay. I have one from a reviewer called The Magic Bartender. So this says, Ooh. I'd rather watch my own birth in reverse. Literally what the title <laughs> says, I'd rather watch my uh, myself being shoved back into my mother from the doctor's angle than try and watch this movie again. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Wow, that is some... To be fair to him, that is a uh, strong metaphor right there. Yeah, it, yeah that, quite crazy. Just, there's no no real comment I mean, on the film at all. <laughs> yeah, I know that it's like probably just copy and paste like, that to different films. Yeah, like you know what? It's just like just get some sort of reactionary. I don't. That's insane. Why would you? I don't like this film. So what I want to do is unbirth myself. Yeah, and this guy literally made an IMDb account just to write that. So wow, strong passion i've got another one here from conrad yeah. t all right one star hey hey conrad uh so he's giving it a one star rating and he says mm-hmm. i won't give this one a high rating <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great oh that's great that's really good thank you as i i've got i've got one uh, this is from uh, Despotic Facts. The worst movie in the planet. I'm not used to write reviews, but after this thing that I have seen, I should warn you, please do not watch this movie because it is just a garbage. Very poor acting, very poor story. It may be suitable for 12-year-old kids. Please tell me who gave Wait, this what? thing 7 in rating. I cannot consider it movie. It seems like videos I used to make with my friends using phone camera. Wait, what? Wow. Looks Wait, like what? I don't want to see those films. I mean, yeah, like... It kind of feels like the sort of thing I'd write. But... <laughs> 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 but, okay. Uh, well, maybe, maybe maybe not in content, probably more in uh, in grammar and spelling. But, yeah, just, yeah, interesting. Interesting. Aaron, what have you got? I've got, right, so this is by Stevan. I really wished they developed the romance between Patrick Stewart and Anton Yelchin. The sexual tension was there. Just needed to focus on, just needed to focus less on the scenes with the dogs and more on their budding passion. (laughs) I love dogs and will never complain about scenes with dogs, but the raw chemistry between the two was so compelling I really wanted to explore it. Maybe down in the green room. Oh wow! Okay, that was. I wonder if that was actually uh, Jeremy Sonye, just as like you know, just hidden, hidden himself, and he just thought, "I'll write some ridiculous review for my for my own." Yeah, film. I really, just yeah, just no one, maybe, no one picked or, up or on this, the raw sexual tension between yeah. Dan, uh, between Anton Yelchin and uh, Patrick Stewart. Um, you know, but that's the thing with films, right? Um, you know, we see one thing. People say another. Yeah. So, ain't that the way? One one thing we didn't mention, I know we're like right at the end of the podcast, is uh, Anton Yelchin. Really, we didn't we talk too much about him as a as a person, and like yeah. it's sort of sad to go into, I guess. But um, yeah, like I sort of was aware of this because I remember hearing back at the time because um, he was obviously in Star Trek uh, mm-hmm. that he uh, he died in a tragic accident didn't he, after this. Um, yeah, which is a real shame because you can see from this film he's a proper on-screen talent, 
and he was probably you could see he's going to be probably going to be some sort of quite a big star i think in the future it was just, just a shame. yeah yeah very unfortunate um, yeah mm-hmm. um yeah it was it was nice to see him and like you know it's the same with like he's like you like it's good that they've got these like good films that they were in to sort of yeah. to have their um their legend um continued yeah anyway if any of the listeners um have any opinions on green room we always recommend you know your thoughts your views on murdering neo-nazis um you know so i feel like i'm double and dying on that is there, a, is there something that, you know i don't well yeah it is what it is isn't it um the you can follow us on instagram at the movie quest or you can email us at podcast at the com, and we would just love to hear your thoughts you know maybe you've been in this situation and you've seen someone do a murder and you've been trapped in a room if you've seen someone do a murder please talk to Don't, the police before talking to yeah, us like, mm. do not email us <laughs> we we i mean unless you know it's one of those situations where you know you've seen someone do a murder and you can't you know where you're on the escape route fair we like we will be that okay actually email us but also email the police call the police it's quicker call probably the police call them yeah yeah, probably um. call them. Or don't email them. What are we going to watch next week, though? Oh, yeah. It's my choice, isn't it? So this is the um, the next film in the Escape season. It's just the final one, isn't it? It's the final it's one. It's the final. Escape final season. Uh, episode. Okay. So, I, 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 so I'll, I'll be honest. I, I was almost going to pick the film that uh, that sort of started this, this topic, which was going to be Truman Show. Because that's what Ooh. got me thinking about escape, but tasty. I sort of didn't fancy it, and I just didn't really feel what like watching that again. I don't know. I just wasn't really feeling it. So I was thinking about what sort of films could I do for escape, and one popped into my head. It's a film that I watched uh, in college, <laughs> and I loved it so much that I bought the soundtrack and everything, and I was really into it. Um, it's a film called Unleashed, Ooh. which is a Jet Li, Morgan Freeman, and uh, Bob Hoskins film set in, I believe it's set in Glasgow. London, it? No, it's set in Glasgow. It's Glasgow, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was like the United Kingdom. And uh, and it's a it's a sort of martial arts film. So yeah, let's uh, let's watch that. Let's unleash the beast. As they say, Johnny, did you? You must. Uh, you know I it? think I. You you must. Know I watched it with Ant um, in Huddersfield. On <laughs> like he was the first person I knew to have like this dock off massive TV. Like it's like fifty inches. It's like this is insane. And watching it from like two foot away on your bed. Well, I look forward to talking about it Unleashed on next week's episode of the Movie Club Quest podcast. Thank you very much, boys um, and listeners. We will see you next week. See you next Bye. time.